everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. It's the day after the elections today. And so we're going to take a little pause from all things political and we're going to move to something happier. We're going to talk about Thanksgiving. My friend Aaron Chase from $5 Dinners is back on the show with me today. We're going to talk about hospitality, thawing out that turkey and how to have the best Thanksgiving that you've ever had. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. you guys. So I hope that you survived the 8th of November and that you guys got out there and voted. We've already heard from a lot of you around the country as to where everything is headed. I will be having my commentary posting on this on Friday. But in the meantime, I want to turn our attention here at the show to something that I absolutely love, Thanksgiving, which is my favorite holiday. I love Thanksgiving more than Christmas. I love it more than Easter. I love it more than any of the other holidays that we Uh, that we celebrate as a family, not for uh, the purposes of Christianity, obviously, because there are some of them that have greater significance than others. But I love that we can get together at Thanksgiving and without the pressure of a gift exchange or anything like that, just come together and actually just be thankful. And so I've asked Aaron Chase, the founder of $5 Dinners, to come on and help me navigate the turkey talk this year. Hey, Aaron. Thanks for coming back on the show. Hey, Heidi. Thanks for having me. Very excited to chat all things turkey. And let me lead with this fun fact. Even though I know a lot about turkeys and I love Thanksgiving too, I might be like you or it might be my favorite. It may be a tie, yeah. um, but I don't actually like turkey. What? Come on. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, even yeah. if you like, even if you drench it in a really good dressing, you don't like it? Listen, I think Listen, I don't- listen, come on. <laughs> I think what I don't like is the tryptophan fallout. Oh. Like, I think I like the first bite or two, but then like when you're like rolling away from the table because you're so stuffed and then you're like. Yeah. See, that's maybe, never good though. That's not good yeah. any day of the week. Nobody likes no. to eat that till they're too full. Yes. That's not good. And that might not be the turkey's fault. Maybe. I haven't figured it out, but I kind of still blame it on the turkey. And it's crazy. I'm not alone in that. Like, it's actually been one of our most popular articles as of late on $5 Dinners is this, like, other things to serve on Thanksgiving besides turkey. I know we're going to talk about turkey. We're going to do that. But there are alternatives, too. Okay, so I like that. So in my family, uh, on Thanksgiving, actually, we we do all the meat. So somebody brings a roast beef. Somebody brings a ham, someone brings turkey. And so there's a lot of different options. We just go all out because um, I like to have people over for Thanksgiving. And in the middle of the Rona, I mean, I was breaking all the rules. We had 75 people over uh, at, uh, yeah, two years ago on Thanksgiving, we had 75 people over. If people were lonely, I was like, come to my house, bring a green, 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 green bean casserole. So that's what they did. But there are a lot of people listening to this who just feel overwhelmed by the idea of serving a big dinner on Thanksgiving, or maybe they haven't gotten into the habit of hospitality, which really we're missing out, right? We're so used to the internet and so used to doing the virtual thing. But Thanksgiving is an awesome opportunity to get to know your neighbors. I know a lot of people doing something called Friendsgiving. My sister Haley's super into that. She does Friendsgiving and then we do Thanksgiving. So she does two big, massive get-togethers. But what do you think is the most important thing? Because now we've got a little bit of time, right? It's the 9th of November. We've got a couple of weeks to really think about this. I want to kind of figure out how people can serve up a good dinner this year and do it on the cheap, you know, as cheaply as possible, given the fact that now we're running out of diesel and our and our prices. I mean, Aaron, since you were here last, 
for goodness sake, I was at Costco the other day. You know how much money it cost me to get one package of butter? Costco Costco butter, not even the good butter. I'm just talking about your run-of-the-mill Kirkland butter. It was 15 bucks. What in the world is going on? Because it used to be that was $7.99. Now it's $14.98. You tell me. I don't know. I think that the prices are not going to fall anytime soon. Yeah, that's what I think. I think just a side note, this is just my own personal opinion. I listen to a lot of commentary and uh, specifically economic commentary because that's what I am most interested in and, and then serving our audience. And I think we've seen the biggest of the hockey curve. If you're listening to this, I'm using my hands promotioning. But I think we're it's going to level off, but it's going the price of the food price is going to stay high. Continue to stay high, as as you alluded to, because the diesel price. I mean, there's so many factors that go into this, and even though there's been like 12 reasons, like 12 converging conflicts causing all of this, it's going to take a long time for all 12 of those to kind of undo themselves. But I think we can be smart. Stores are still offering things on sale. Turkeys have started to go on sale. There's a whole big thread on our Facebook page about what deals you're seeing. And, you know, I can get a ham, a free ham with the turkey, get the free ham. Maybe it's this year you need to switch and do a turkey breast because those are smaller. And if that's what your budget allows, you can get a three pound turkey breast. That's still going to feed 10 to 12 to maybe 15 people, depending on how big of a feast um, your other food that you're serving um, at your house or, or, or party that you're going to. And so I want you to think about alternatives, but also be really watching for the sales starting like now, today. Um, traditionally, you know, years past when we're not in this crazy inflationary environment, we see the very best prices the week of Thanksgiving, which is why, mm. you know, 9 million people are at the store that week, uh, partly because they want the fresh food, but also because that's the best sales. But I think stores have wised up to that. They're seeing what's going on. They're seeing how people are struggling. And we're starting to see some of those sales happening now. So if you see something that's fantastic this week or next week, grab it. If you see something that's more fantastic the week of Thanksgiving, grab it. And then you've got two. You can put something in the freezer and then cook something fresh or whatever it may be. So just be watching for that. If you love turkey, you love turkey breast and you see them on sale, Get a couple. And like I said, pop them in your freezer. Then you have, you know, in January, when you want to put the turkey breast in your Instant Pot, you can do that. You've got this really great meat that you got on like super special because you got it during the holiday season. And that really goes for any kind of meat. I'm talking specifically about turkey, whether it's a whole turkey or turkey breast, but the ham, you know, the prime rib, the beef roast, whatever it may be. When you see those prices low, grab them um, and get them. Of course, you know, cook them this week, but then if you can't um, or you have too many options and for the menu, go ahead and put it in the freezer. So where's the best place? So, you know, the, the mom, the busy moms who are listening to this right now uh, and they're trying to plan a menu and they're really trying to figure out, okay, where, how do I find these, you know, these, these sales, these magical opportunities that Aaron is alluding to? Like I quit getting the paper. So I don't get the paper. Years ago, we used to get the paper and I would pull out the ads and I'd make my list off of the ads, right? Yeah. Clipping coupons, doing the whole thing, Black Friday sales, which is a whole other, uh, a whole other topic. But where's the best place for us to get, find out where the good deals are? I think I would start with our phones. I mean, we're already on them all the time. As much as I want to like read a paper book and go back to the newspaper. like Right, right, we're, right. We're there, the Maybe the newspaper there. won't give me ads that I don't want. Well, also <laughs> that is very true. Or you can quickly skim past them and not be assaulted by them. Yeah. Right, right, so, right. 
That's <laughs> true. Point. Good point. Uh, I would say start with your store's app. So pretty much every grocery store does not have an app. If they don't, they are really missing on connecting with their customers. Right. So they will. Another alternative would be to sign up for your store's email newsletter and they will email you the weekly stores, whether it's the, if their sale starts on Wednesday, they'll probably email you like, you know, two in the morning on Wednesday or whatever. And so you can kind of scan and be looking for them. We're already on our phones. You need to be seeking this information out. I would start with their app and second, go to their website. If you do get the newspaper still, I, it actually comes to me in my mailbox randomly. The, the flyers do. So however yeah. it gets to you, be checking and be intentional with going and finding that sale information, um, whether it's their website, their email newsletter, their app. You can find it. You've just got to go look for it. And now is the time to be looking for these very best prices, especially on the meats. Of course, any of the side dish items, all of those things are traditionally on sale. You know, a five pound bag of russet potatoes and green beans and French fry onions, like all of that stuff is on sale. So if you want to grab it, grab a couple extra, stock up your pantry, and then you have, you know, a quasi holiday meal in, in January or February when you're feeling like you need a little bit of that good comfort. Right. <laughs> well, when January comes, I mean, you guys are down there in Texas, but January... I'm actually cool with it. Like the 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 winter weather has definitely started here in the Pacific Northwest. I was just in Utah for my women's retreat, which was awesome. This really fun event that it sold out. And we happened to get there the day that the first snow uh, came to Orem. And it was just gorgeous. And I was like, listen, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for the long, snowy, like chilies on the crock pot. And uh, we're sitting around the fire weather. But I'll tell you what, come February and you're like sick of the cold and you're sick of the clouds and you're ready for some, that's when you can bust out the comfort food out of your freezer and be like, okay, we can hang on for a few more weeks, you know, put a few more comfort pounds on while we're waiting for the the sun uh, to make an appearance. I want to shift the conversation for just a minute to talk about uh, having people over for dinner. So... You know, the the mom who maybe she hasn't opened her home up or she's the one who's used to going to other people's houses, but for whatever reason, that didn't turn out this year. And so she's facing maybe being a host for the first time and opening her home up. What are some of your like go to's? Uh, Actually, you tell me some of your favorite things about holiday meal planning, and then I'll tell you some of mine, because one of my ideas actually made it into Real Simple Magazine a couple of years ago. And it's something that we've been doing for a long time. But what do you say Uh, to the moms to sort of take the burden off of them. And let's talk a little bit about hospitality this Thanksgiving. I think with hospitality and having people into your home, there's kind of this tension that exists. At least it does for me. And I don't know if this is my personality or if this is just being a woman or just loving being in the kitchen, but I want to make the whole meal myself. Like that's just, (laughs) that's just me. And you know, it'll totally fix that for you, girl. Well, seven kids. That'll do it. Listen, I got four. I know it's, it's a lot, but (laughs) the thing that I've learned over the years with gatherings is that everybody wants to bring something. Yeah. So if you're planning this and you feel this pressure of like, okay, I have to make this and this and this and this and this. No, 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 no. Hold up. What I want you to do very first thing is set your budget. Okay. If you're hosting, I want your budget to be no more than $5 per person. And that is for your portion. That's not for the whole feast. That's because other people are going to bring a pie and other people are going to bring side dishes and salads and things like that. But I want you to set $5. This has actually been my recommendation for a long time, many years now. And I think it still can be 
even despite all this inflation. So it could be that the majority of your budget, once you set it, is going to be for the turkey or the ham or the beef or whatever it is, the main dish that you're making. And then once you've identified your budget, you can then say, okay, I'm in charge of the turkey, the gravy, one of the potatoes dishes, and one one green vegetable, maybe one dessert. So you set the budget, then you plan what you're bringing. And then you start a Google Doc or a group text thread, which kind of might get messy, but it could work. Um, And just say, okay, here's what I'm cooking. Throw in some stock images just to make it a little sexier. And then be like, what are y'all bringing? Let's fill this in together. Whether it's a Friendsgiving or it's your family gathering. I think if anything, not from, from, you know, COVID and not getting together so much. I know y'all did, but not everybody did. uh, To like, everybody wants to help. Everybody wants to participate, um, especially if your gathering is larger and larger and larger. If you're having 75 people, goodness gracious, that's a big budget right there. But even <laughs> if you're just having 16, let's say something a little bit smaller, maybe it's, or you're doing a neighbor gathering and a, this, you know, a family gathering. So the neighbor gathering, you know, you have this budget, everybody potluck style, and then your friends gathering or your family gathering, you have this budget. Plus, you know, everybody's bringing something different, you know, or you know that, you know, Aunt Mary makes the very best apple pie in the world. So we're going to just let Aunt Mary bring that as she does. And so I, but I think with, especially right now with, with inflation as it is starting with the budget, then deciding what you're going to cook and then letting everybody fill in around that, I think would be really effective. It feels really collaborative. Everybody's happy coming to the meal. No one's angsty already before they get there. Um, because they are missing this or they wanted to bring that or whatever it may be. So, yeah, I love that. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to ask you what kinds of things we can make ahead. So we're not freaking out on Thanksgiving morning. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, slipper season is right around the corner, you guys. And guess what? Just in time, MyPillow has their slippers on sale. I love these slippers, you guys. I got them for my family for Christmas last year. You will love them too. They are layered and they are awesome. The first layer has the MyPillow patented fill in it. Then they have memory foam and then they have impact gel and they look like moccasins and they're awesome. You can use them inside, outside. They are fantastic. Check it out. And for a limited time, using the promo code Heidi, you can get up to 60% off. This is an awesome opportunity to support this podcast and an American company. Call 1-800-447-0541 or go to the radio listeners specials page at MyPillow.com and use the promo code Heidi. All right, Aaron. So before the break, we were talking about just some ways to make Thanksgiving a little bit more doable for those of us who maybe are newer to uh, hosting things at home. But even if you're not, I mean, it's a great reminder that you don't have to do it all, right? You can get help. People really want to participate. I think that's very true. You know, grandma always wants to make that apple pie that she got the recipe from her mom and was passed down from her mom. And so it's a way to make people feel special to say, hey, what do you want to bring? Here's what I'm going to do. What would you like to bring? These are the things we're, uh, we've already got going 
so far. But there are also some things that we can make ahead and freeze so that in the morning, uh, on Thanksgiving morning, we're just taking a few things out and let them thaw. What are some really good dishes that we can make ahead? I would start with dessert, make ahead desserts, whether that's you're making the apple pie filling and freezing it this week, and then you're going to bake the pie, let's say Wednesday, then you can just leave it out and serve it Thursday for Thanksgiving or whatever day of the week, depending on when you're gathering. Uh, that would be my first is start with the pies, um, whether they're, I would bake everything Tuesday or Wednesday. It's still going to be perfectly great and fresh, whether you're serving it chilled or room temperature come Thursday. So that's the very first thing. Um, the second thing is probably the potatoes, the mashed potatoes or the sweet potatoes. You can mash and freeze those in advance and then thaw them out, whip them together, put them into the oven um, with whatever, you know, you do, whether so you can, I have never tried that. Pods. You can freeze mashed potatoes mm -hmm. for real. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Sweet potatoes also. The other thing I think too, with, when it comes to make ahead, I would say those are probably the only, the, the, the desserts and the potatoes that I would really like, like make this week and freeze for later. Um, but the other thing that I would recommend doing is putting together, um, an oven, schedule. So basically it's, you know, your turkey is going to be in the oven for these three to five hours, depending on how you're cooking your turkey or it's in the fryer or whatever, however you do it, like make a schedule for the things that you're cooking, especially if you're the hostess and you're in charge of, let's say four to seven things, or you decide to do the entire, the entire meal, you've got to have a plan for this. And then second to that oven schedule is, is there something you could cook somewhere else? not in the oven. Because the oven, I mean, even if you have three racks in your oven or you have a double oven, let's say, like it still gets real crowded. So yeah, could yeah. you do, um, and, and, you know, just reducing the heat in your kitchen is even something on the stovetop. Is there something on the stovetop? Like my, the stovetop at my house is gravy only. I don't want anything else cooking on the stovetop. So that means I've got to uh, do potatoes in the Instant Pot, for example. Or I could do sweet potatoes in the slow cooker overnight so that in the morning, they're nice and soft and they're ready to be mashed up and then whipped into the casserole and then put into the oven last minute, you know, right after the turkey's been taken out or whatever it may be. But having kind of like a, a it's basically like a plan of attack. <laughs> well, or that big old, like, so our house, we do the same thing. We, we put a big old uh, roasting oven, like a turkey roasting oven outside on the back deck. And so that sits out there and, and then we've got, you know, the instant pot going and several crock pots all over the house. And once you get something cooked up, you can put it certainly in a uh, in a warming dish yep. or chafing dish to keep warm. So that's a really uh, great way to do it also. And it seems to me like if you had a plan of attack, if you kind of knew who was bringing what, you can make a better plan for how you're going to cook it all. And uh, how because a lot of people, at least when they're coming to my house, they if they come early, because we'll usually start. I'm a, I like to do Thanksgiving in the evening because I like a candlelight dinner. So we might start with appetizers like around four o'clock. So people will come and say, Hey, where can I keep this warm? So, you, you know, thinking about those things sort of in, uh, in advance and maybe asking people, Hey, if you got something you need to keep warm, can you bring it in your own crock pot? And then you've got space for it on your counter. I love it. I think it's actually really important, a really super quick story. So it was several years ago, maybe five or six years ago, we were hosting Thanksgiving here with my dad's family. And one of my kids was on like day seven of like a freakish fever. And oh, I had no. actually called the pediatrician Thanksgiving morning. She's like, just take him to an urgent care. He needs like some swabs and stuff. 
I literally put the turkey in my oven. Everything else was already kind of going. Ran him over to urgent care, not kidding. Did the little mono test because that's what she wanted done. Came home, kept going like it was no big thing. But if I hadn't planned, he was positive, by the way, for mono. Um, (laughs) If I hadn't planned everything out and kind of had like, okay, I knew the turkey was going to be in. I could get over there and get back before the turkey was cooked. Like everything else was kind of going or was, you know, finished enough that I could just reheat it or whatever. But I think it's really important, not that you're going to have to run out having a medical emergency on Thanksgiving morning, but you never know. You Um, never know. So I think having that plan, you know, making ahead what you can and then having a plan in place for the evening before and the morning of or afternoon of, depending on when you're serving your meal, I think is going to really help. It makes it more enjoyable for you as the hostess to then be there with your people instead of running around and like being stressed out and trying to figure out, okay, the timing of this, the time, no, right. Set yourself up for having an enjoyable experience yourself and being there for your guests, um, by kind of doing that pre-planning work. Yeah, it's, it's really important. Uh, in the, in the next uh, few minutes that we've got left on the show, I kind of want to talk about just the little touches that make the holidays special. I mean, obviously we're coming into Christmas season and Thanksgiving. And it's just, it's, and I think you're right. A lot of people who have missed it, the gathering together over the last couple of years, there's a longing for people to be together. We were created for relationship. We were not created for isolation. And so I think we're going to see a lot more family gatherings. At least I hope we are this year. Uh, Years ago, I decided that uh, I was going to always use, if I could, now I can't always uh, pull it off, but if I can, I really want to serve my dinner on China you know, I got married in the 80s when it was really a popular thing to have, uh, you know, the 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 list that you send out to everybody. So they'd go to Macy's or wherever it was and everybody got China. And then I married, you know, for 5, 10, 15 years. And I realized I hardly ever use this stuff, you know, because, well, just because, because it breaks or because whatever. So we really have made an effort in the last uh, probably 10 years to be sure that we're serving. Like I'm taking out every fancy dish that I have in my house. And is it a lot of cleanup? Yes, but I think it's worth it. It makes people feel special and that they've kind of something special. So usually in our house, we start setting up for Thanksgiving dinner at about nine o'clock in the morning on Thanksgiving day. So that's moving the tables in. This year I'm doing all rounds. So we're probably about 50 people. So we're doing rounds uh, around the house, which is going to be a lot of fun, just kind of changing it up. But what are some special things that you guys like to do to sort of um, put those finishing touches on your Thanksgiving and your Christmas celebrations? I think you hit the nail on the head right there. Like I'm inspired to get out of my China. I think I'm hosting <laughs> this year. I'm still working that out with my mom. Um, but if we do, I will absolutely have China as well. And it's it really does just create this really special atmosphere that, I don't know, it's hard to put a word to why. We also mm. have, even if we don't use China, um, we have these little place card, their um, glass, little, they're teeny tiny little oh. things, but you can put your name and they were my great aunts. And oh, so that's I'll cool. have them. So just having those little touches of families and memories of gatherings from the past, you know, that will bring up stories that, you know, we can pass on to our kids from, you know, their generation, um, things like that. I think little, um, whether it's not a game, but of course, going around the table and, and talking about you know, the things that you're grateful for and not, not surfacey things. My boys will sometimes say something silly and I'm like, no, come on. Let's like, <laughs> let's like dig a little deeper. Yes. Meaningful son. <laughs> meaningful. 
um, which is, it's good. And it's really great for them to hear the same responses from, you know, people who are older, you know, their grandparents, you know, my parents, like how they just their wisdom and the depth of the things that they share, I think is really important. Um, We've also done little gratitude trees where they write down little things and like the little leaves and we hang them up. Anything like there's a lot of ideas out there like that, but anything like that to cultivate, I I think that might be why I love Thanksgiving so much is just because of the season of gratitude. I, you yeah. know, I, I've, I've long held to gratitude as being just a really crucial um, part of life. And so anything that you can do around the table or before you get together, um, that's going to cultivate that and then help deepen relationships um, at your gathering, I think is, is super important. Yeah, it's so it's so true. And these are the memories that your kids are going to take with them, you know, when they leave years and years ago. And I as you were talking, I was thinking, I'm going to I might do this like you were talking about your aunt's uh, place cards. I was thinking how special it would be to get some pictures enlarged uh, that we find of past Thanksgivings of people that are no longer with us. So like I have pictures of my grandparents at the Thanksgiving table. They passed away. My dad is gone now. My husband's father has passed away. And just to remember the times that we had together, uh, breaking bread and and celebrating Thanksgiving is so precious. One of the things that we've done over the years, um, and this is the idea that actually got published in Real Real Simple a couple of years ago, is I do cardstock placemats for everybody. So before they come, usually if, if I don't do it, one of my kids will do it, but we will have a guest list ahead of time. So we'll write the name of that person on their placemat. And so when they go to sit down at the table, they take that placemat with them. So we know I'm not necessarily putting people at the table because it gets confusing. And I, I'm like, you know, you worry about yourself, sit wherever you want to sit. But um, what we do at the end of the meal is we'll take those placemats and we start to move them around the table and everybody writes. So like if, if um, you know, if Jay's sister Jody is sitting next to me and I'm the first person to write, I can see her names at the top. I'm just going to write something on Jody's placemat about something I love about Jody, something I'm thankful for uh, about her. And I have placemats going back for probably 15 years, um, even of my grandparents writing down what they loved about me. And so I can see my grand, my granddad's handwriting on that placemat saying what he loved about me or putting down a favorite verse or whatever it is. And they become really precious uh, as the years go by. And so a lot of times I'll, we'll put them on display. So when people come in, they can see you know, what people said at, at uh, Thanksgiving past, and it really is a precious tradition and it's easy. It doesn't really cost very much money. If you've got a Sharpie and some, uh, and some cardstock, you're good to go. Um, I might be stealing that and it's no surprise that made it in real simple. I thought you were going to tease us and not tell us what that was all about. So <laughs> no, um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not it. much of a tease. I'm not much. Well, and I think, you know, I just feel like the, we've really in the, in the country, I think uh, and around the world, largely because of social media and the internet and all this, we've lost that really precious connection and just food brings people together. It just absolutely does. Speaking of food, you run $5 dinners before we leave today. uh, I'm going to continue having you back on the show because I love the practical advice that you give to listeners, but tell everybody a little bit about your website because it's going to come in really handy with all the cooking that's coming up and all the things that people are trying to do. Tell us a little bit about $5 dinners. Yeah, $5 Dinners is a great place to find a budget-friendly recipes, whether it's Thanksgiving side dishes, we have Thanksgiving leftovers, we have the non-turkey <laughs> for the people who don't love turkey like me. Um, affordable, yeah, yeah. Like Not the beyond meat people. We're just talking about people that don't like turkey. Right. Right. Yes. 
Yes, I don't have any of that. Uh, just really budget-friendly recipes, resources that are going to help you save on groceries, get ahead of dinner. Freezer cooking is a huge part of what we do. In 2023, we're going to be launching a Learning to Cook series over on YouTube, which we're super excited about. Lots of good things coming, but also really fantastic and amazing resources that we have available there for you. I love it. It's $5 dinners with the num- number five. $5dinners.com. Aaron Chase, it's always a delight to see you. And uh, I may see you before Thanksgiving, but if I don't, I hope you have a fantastic holiday with your people and you'll have to tell us all about it. I want to know if you got your China out or not. You'll have to keep me posted. I will let you know. Heidi, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. If you guys have more information on today's guest, go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. I will link back to Aaron Chase and $5 dinners, or you can just Google her because I know you're going to do it, Aaron Chase and $5dinners.com. You guys are going to be really blessed by Aaron's work there. I know I have been over the years and I hope you'll check it out. Have a great day, everybody. And I will see you back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.